miserable little bag of puke. Nag, 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 nag. But unlike some people, I have a heart, goddammit. You're listening to the dirtiest motherfucker in Texas. Let me clear my throat! On Fat Guy Loves Cake. Okay, well, I'm not like the dirtiest mother ever in Texas. I just sometimes have a potty mouth. Welcome to Fat Guy Loves Cake. My name is Joey Valentine. I'm your host. It is March 21st, 2022. Happy Monday to you. Hope you had a good weekend. I think somebody needs to tell Texas that it is springtime because it is currently like 30 degrees And I leave to go to the skating rink. I'm wearing shorts. I get off. And the ride home on my little scooter is freezing. So, uh, Texas, if you could pick a weather and just stick with it, that'd be great. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. Candy cigarettes. Does anyone remember candy cigarettes? I bought a whole case of candy cigarettes. Not because I liked them, not because I like needed them, not because I wanted to be cool, but just because I could. I went, you know, I was thinking about like, okay, well, obviously you cannot, there's no way, right? Now, remember, in case you don't know, I am a child of the 80s, the greatest decade that America has ever known. And candy cigarettes were readily available at the Stop and Go. That was the name of the uh, little convenience store that was right down the street from... My mom has this uh, hair shop. She's a beautician. And there's this little strip in the woodlands, you know, a little strip mall, strip center thing. And on one end of it, there's a Stop and Go. We used to go there as kids. They had a Street Fighter II machine. And, uh, and you could buy candy cigarettes there. And when you're a kid and... You have to understand, the 80s was probably like the last decade where everyone smoked. For those of you born after the 80s, you have no idea. Like, you could smoke everywhere. And even before the 80s, like, you just go back three decades. Go go to the 1950s. In the 1950s in America, cigarettes were allowed everywhere. You'd go to the doctor and he'd be smoking Planes, trains, automobiles, grocery stores, everywhere catered to smoking. Must have been a horrible time for people who really hated cigarette smoke. Even as a smoker, I am a cigarette smoker. I'm not proud of it or anything, but it's, you know, it's one of my vices. But even as a cigarette smoker, like sometimes cigarette smoke gets on my nerves. You know, you, you don't, you know, you if you're going to... If you're going to smoke, you want to be, if you're going to smoke, you want to be out in like a very, uh, open space, wide open space. So then it's like, cause it, it really, it's fucking annoying. Secondhand smoke even goes in like to your own face. Fucking gross habit. I know. But I remember being 15 and I used to come visit my grandma and I'd take a Greyhound from Houston and you could smoke on the bus. Just the whole ride. Can you imagine? I bet people right now who are listening to this who are younger than me are going, no fucking way. Can you imagine a whole bus of Greyhound passengers smoking cigarettes at the same time? There's there's no open windows in this, okay? 
It's not like Greyhound rolls the windows down for the smokers. No, you were just smoking a dirty, filthy ashtray on your armrest, smoking, smoking the movie theaters, smoking the mall. And, uh, but that all changed, man. Like right in the 90s, people started, you know, speaking up and being like, fuck this. And I, I get it. I agree. You, there, you, there, there are a whole lot of places in the world that cigarette smoking should not be allowed, like restaurants and grocery stores and in anything indoor really should not allow should not allow cigarette smoking because it's just as easy as what I do now. If I'm at a restaurant and I really have to have a cigarette that bad, I'll go outside and they will have accommodations for me. Even the bars, even though I don't do bars anymore, if you go to a bar, there is going to be a patio specifically designated for smokers. Now, mind you, 75% of the bar is going to be on that patio pretty much 100% of the time because you just you can't have a beer and not have a cigarette. I've seen people who don't smoke at all always smoke if they get tanked. But anywho, there was a time when cigarettes were everywhere. They were in everything. There was nothing you could do about it. I worked at a Little Caesars. And, and Little Caesars is just a, a cash register with a little room to walk into to pay for your pizza. You could smoke in there. And we did, all the time. But somewhere along the lines, people said, fuck you. I think that's great. You know, I went to see a Dallas Stars game. Well, I've been to a lot of Dallas Stars games. But I went when smoking finally got outlawed in Dallas. When I lived there in 2000, that was when Dallas officially made it illegal to smoke in bars and restaurants. And it didn't go over very well at all. Like, you'd go and sit down. I'll never forget, I met this cat, Jim, a stand-up comedian uh, out in Dallas. And I met him because he was a waiter at this little joint down in Deep Ellum. And it was a couple weeks after Dallas had passed the law that you couldn't smoke in the restaurant anymore. And he he came up and he goes, Hi, I'm Jim. I'll be your waiter. And we just wanted to let you know that there is no smoking. And then he sets an ashtray in front of me. You know, like, like he has to say, you know, there's no smoking, but fuck you, Dallas. We're gonna smoke. Smokers unite. But I went to a Dallas Stars game, and they actually had this huge, huge outdoor area for smokers. Now, in between periods of the hockey game, and you go out there, man, you are, you're just, you're packed in like sardines. You're holding your cigarette, like, up in the air so you don't accidentally, like, torch someone's head. You can't smoke anywhere now, man. I can't even smoke, like, at the park. Like, if I go to the park and I sit at a picnic table and I smoke, someone from, like, all the way across the fucking yard will have an, uh, will, will take issue with it. Come walking over from, like, 50 yards away and be like, um, you have to smoke here? Like, where do you want me to fucking smoke? It's like Kramer on Seinfeld. Because <laughs> New York passed a no-smoking ban, like, a long time ago because they're so progressive. So Kramer's got, he's got all these people that smoke coming to hang out in his apartment just to smoke. And that's all they do. They have like cigar night and pipe night. Kramer's face turns yellow and brown and looks like an old catch's mitt because of all the smoke. But candy cigarettes. When I was like 10, I, uh, the elementary school I went to was actually right next door to my mom's shop. And I would walk down to the stop and go, and I'd get candy cigarettes. And I'd get an IBC root beer. 
because IVC didn't have a label on it. You know, it had like the glass bottle had the IVC like letters, you know, what, how do you call that? Like they were risen up, raisin up, <laughs> you know, they were, they were molded into the glass. There was no sticker label. So if you went down to the store and you got an IBC root beer and you put it in a brown paper sack and you got some candy cigarettes and you're 10 years old, you thought you were cool, man. You thought you were fucking rad. And at the time, we had this dope-ass arcade in that strip that was in between my mom's shop and the stop-and-go. And there were all these like teens hanging out there that like I had no business hanging out with. I'm talking about like even then I knew they were a bad influence. Skaters, the first generation of skate rats. And I'd get my IBC and my brown paper sack and my candy cigarettes, and I'd sit on the curb, and I'd think I was the shit. I would be like, oh, they're buying it. I'm drinking a beer. I'm sp- I got candy cigarettes. <laughs> like, like, yeah, they may be 16, but they're not fucking stupid. Not that stupid, anyway. They probably thought I was adorable. Like, look at this little 10-year-old. He thinks he's smoking and drinking. Isn't that cute? And that's the thing. It, it not only did it make me want to smoke and drink, but it was it was really prepping me for it, to be honest. I understand. I get it. You don't want candy cigarettes any more than you want a display of uh, Camel cigarettes that have, like, fucking balloons on them. You know, you don't want it. You do not want to smoking is bad for you. There's no, (laughs) there's no like argument you can make. You know, you'd have to be like a flat earther kind of argument of person, you know, like just, you know, to say something so ridiculous as to think like cigarettes are not bad for you. They may not be bad for some people. You could, you'll see like some people, it's all genetics you know, a guy will smoke his whole life, he'll live to be 100. guy will never smoke, he dies at 30, you know, of a heart attack. Or he gets fucking lung cancer, you know, and he's never even been around cigarette smoke. It's just genetics. Yeah, cigarettes are bad for you, but just more bad for some people, I guess. But scientifically, we know, we can prove, just as well as we can prove that the earth is round, cigarettes are bad for you. So the last thing you want to do is cater to children give them any reason to think like, let me tell you something kids. Yeah. Like there's any kids listening. I know that all my viewers are above the age of 30. My viewers, my listeners. Okay. There's a big difference between munching on a stick made of sugar and then puffing on something made of tobacco. They're nothing alike. And you will not look cool the first time you do it. Same as alcohol. If beer tasted like root beer, everyone in the world would be an alcoholic. If there was no alcohol taste to alcohol, you know, like I used to think like as a kid, well, when I was a teenager, you know, my, my father had this wet bar and it was just stocked full, right? Always had all the booze in the world. You had, uh, you know, he loved Stolishnaya and, uh, whatever. And I remember the first time that I ever tried liquor. I think I was like 13 and it was just, it was putrid. I, it did not go down at all. I spit it up. It burned for fucking ever in my throat. And I mean, you know, I mean, anyone that's can remember trying liquor for the first time, it's not like something you just like, 
I don't care if you are predisposed to be an alcoholic. No one has ever taken a shot, stone cold sober for the first time, and been like, well, that's all right. I think I'd like more of that. No, you're like, Jesus Christ, man. You know, you put like, <laughs> you're taking like one shot of whiskey and you're putting it in like a gallon of Mountain Dew and you could still taste it. I don't know what changes, you know? I mean, it's funny because you're, you're, what you like and what you don't like, I, this can't be just me. You know, like when I was a kid, I hated tomatoes. I thought they were repulsive. I hated onions. Also repulsive. Now, as an adult, I love them both. I love tomatoes. I love tomato sauce. I can literally eat onions raw, not cooked, not sauteed, not fried. I'm talking about I can chop up an onion and I can pick up diced onion and I can munch on it. And I love it. And jalapenos. You know, I'm not a I'm not like a big fan of the spicy stuff. I do like the taste of jalapenos, the ones that have been pickled. If you don't know, and you may not, because for a long time I didn't. <coughs> jalapenos are pickled, which takes a lot of the fire out of them. If you take a jalapeno that has not been pickled and you cut it up and you eat that motherfucker raw, oh, fucking fuck that, man. That is some hot shit. But I'll take a little bit of spice on the pickle once throw those on nachos. I mean, you pay for it the next day when you're blowing fire out of your ass. But whatever. What I don't understand, since I'm talking about spicy stuff, what I don't understand is people who, like, pre I pretend, and I'm going to say pretend because they're pretending, they're lying. When they say they love this hot, hot, hot shit, okay, there's no... There's no flavor. I mean, there's flavor. Like, you, you, if you have a hot sauce, it has a flavor. It's got a, a jalapeno twang, some onion, some tomato, whatever. That's salsa. Okay? But when you start turning the fire up, you're not changing the flavor. You're just making it harder to fucking eat. That doesn't make any sense to me. You see people on television where they're like, oh, I'll take the ghost pepper challenge, or I'll take the whatever pepper challenge. And then, you know, they're like, I got a stomach made of steel. And they eat this crap and then they're crying and they're begging for you to take their life because they're in so much pain. That's not pleasure. That's just sadomasochism in the form of food. I have never been like, well, let's turn this up or please make my food painful. I think it's a man thing more than anything, like a man thing where they, you know, because men happen to, because men tend to be very competitive and showy offy. So it's like, you know, if one guy's like, oh man, that's pretty hot. And then another guy's, of course, is going to be like, oh, you pussy. I can drink this jar of hot sauce. Blah, blah, blah. Then another guy's going to be like, oh yeah, well, I can, uh, <laughs> I can put this hot sauce in a suppository and put it in my ass. Then another guy's going to be like, oh yeah, well, watch me snort habanero. I'm going to mainline some fucking wasabi. Like, I'm not impressed. I'm laughing because you're an idiot. Like, you want to, yeah, knock yourself out if you want to fucking do that. Uh, anyway, sidetracked, of course. Candy cigarettes. Bad. I get it. I get why they took them off the market. I mean, obviously you can still buy them. I tracked them down on Amazon and I bought a, uh, like, cigarettes come in a carton. This would be more like a case, because it was two dozen. 
and you got like one of it's like a, it's like three different designs. You got like one's got a horseshoe called Lucky, and one's got a a cowboy on it called like uh, Howdy Cigarettes. The one looks like Paul Mall. I can't remember what it's called. I can see the box across the room from me, but I can't make out what the packs say. And they're just pure, pure sugar with like a little pink end on it that's been painted on there. And they're delicious. They're fucking sugar. They are as sugary as sugar gets. I mean, it's like sugar cane. Oh, man. Have you guys ever had sugar cane? Forget about it. I'm talking about like sugar cane, fresh chopped off the cane, off the, what do you call that? The Not the vine, but, you know, the stalk or whatever. When I was seven years old, I was in private school then, and this kid had come back from somewhere, or his parents had, and he had this uh, this igloo cooler full of fresh-cut sugar cane that they, they had brought back. Actually, now that I think about it, that's probably very illegal. You can't, like, you can't bring sugar cane back in from somewhere outside of the United States, can you? Well, I guess if you declare it. Besides the point, he brought us all this sugar cane. He gave us one each. It was about like uh, eight inches long. You know, it looked like a, a what do you call them? One of those Mexican things called, uh, you know, that you unwrap. Oh my God. I'm, I'm so not Texan right now. Uh, tamales. It was like the size of a tamale. And we start sucking on them, right? Seven years old. And it was so much sugar from this little bit of sucking on this little tiny piece of the sugar cane. Like, it made me sick. Like, that's how strong natural sugar cane is. I mean, you could have wrung this thing out and you could have sugared everyone's coffee for the next year in the entire United States, it felt like. I'm sure it's a very great export for a country to have. Obviously, if it's that, if it needs to be diluted like that, I have never, I never finished it. I never even came close, man. It was like every time I sucked on it, it seemed like it just got sweeter. That was really, really, that was a weird experience. Kind of like drinking coconut for the first time, like straight from the coconut. You ever done that? Uh, same age, same place, lived in the same house with my parents. And my father had gotten some fresh coconuts and he, you know, he did the hatchet through the coconut thing and poured the milk out. It was fucking repulsive. I don't know if it was because I was a kid, because I haven't had coconut milk since. And I don't mean to shit in the store. I'm talking about, like, poke a hole in the coconut. You poke a hole in the coconut, and you drink the motherfucker. Stick straw in the coconut. It's weird. It hasn't had sugar added. It hasn't been processed. I've really gone off the rails here into a completely different subject. I apologize. Candy cigarettes. No, I was just I, I was just making a point. The candy cigarettes are not like that's a good thing to take them off the market. They were priming us for smoking, and root beer was definitely priming us for drinking. I was watching my parents do it all the time. And if you're my age, if you grew up in the '80s, then your parents were drinking and smoking too. Maybe not smoking, but they were definitely drinking, and all of their friends were probably smoking. And you thought to yourself, "I can't wait until I'm old enough to do what they do." Why else would they be doing it if it wasn't fun, right? Why would they drink beer if it didn't taste good? Why would they smoke cigarettes if they were bad for you? Why do I eat a giant chocolate cake if it's going to make me fat? I mean, you, selling candy cigarettes is like the equivalent of like uh, like 
you know the you know how ring pops are. Ring pops are made of you know you got your little diamond ring that's made out of hard candy. Like what if you sold little hard candy crack pipes? You know they do. You you could buy pipes. You know that blow bubbles. You can buy pipes that have sugar in them. But what if you had an actual shape? You know, like in the shape of crack pipe made out of this hardened sugar. You know the kids can they can blow through it. They can suck through it, but they just pretty much lick it till they crunch, chew it, chew it, whatever. You know, but it's like, <laughs> you just see the marketing, right? Cherry-flavored crack pipe. Or like a, a hypodermic needle that, that squirts. Kid. I bet that's been fucking done. I guarantee you if I looked it up that somebody has made a candy hypodermic needle. Like, it's, a, it's an actual plastic hypodermic casing. But instead of having heroin in it, it's going to have some kind of goo that you squirt into your mouth. Now, of course, it's not going to be called, like, apple-flavored smack addict. It's going to be called, like, you know, Dr. Sugar, Dr. Feel-Good Sugar Rush. <laughs> it's not going to be called <laughs> the new Hershey's Shoot It Up. I guarantee that anything inappropriate ever has been done in order to get kids involved somehow. It's all grooming. When I was a kid, we used to run around my neighborhood with fucking M16s, okay? Not real ones, okay? Like fake plastic army M16s that had no uh, red thing on the front had no indication that it was fake whatsoever. Looked very real. We had plastic Rambo knives. We had camo pants. We painted our faces with black, uh, you know, not like blackface, but, you know, like the, the grease that, that army people put on their faces to keep them from, from the white skin from shining in the moonlight. And we would we'd run around in the trees and the bushes and not, and I grew up in the suburbs, not in the sticks, where this kind of behavior would even nowadays be tolerated. I'm talking about, I grew up in the fucking woodlands, and we would run around and duck through trees in people's backyards, and we had what appeared to be, in 2022, would definitely appear to be real fucking machine guns. And we're, we're, we're taking cover, and we're being quiet, and we're stealthily moving through people's yards and shit. But guess what? No one said anything. No one actually thought that a 10-year-old was going to be running through the suburbs with a machine gun. And I don't think that society now is any different than it used to be. I mean, if, if you're under the impression, by the way, since I'm talking about this, if you're under the impression that, like, school shootings and mass shootings and things like that are a problem of, you know, today's age, you need to fucking do some homework. As long as guns have been around... There have been lots of mass killings before guns were around. Look it up. There's one in America where a guy drove or a guy planted like a ton of dynamite under an elementary school. He blew it up. It was like one of the, if not the worst mass killing in America back in the 19th century. Just blew up a whole fucking school and then himself and killed a bunch of people in the process of doing that. Don't don't uh, think for one moment that people have not always been very fucked up. 
The media may like to paint America as some sort of troubled, horrible wasteland, but the truth of the matter is, is it's no different than it ever was. In fact, I think we live in a, a very, very civilized society compared to 100 years ago, or compared to the time that we broke independence from England. I mean, Jesus Christ, that was a straight-up coup. That was, fuck you, England, with guns. We're, we don't want to be part of your shit anymore. It wasn't like they politely asked. No, that was some straight-up, well, like January 4th type shit. Or 6th, or whatever the fucking data that was. God, I, I think it's the 6th. But, you know, like all those people storming the Capitol, right? Okay? If that had been 200 years ago, that could have easily been a change in government. But now, because there's video cameras everywhere, and there's cell phones, and there's GPS, and there's guns that are just insanely deadly accurate and will tear you to shreds, that kind of thing cannot take place in America. It never will. Even if somebody had taken over the Capitol, um, uh, do you think that America is afraid to go in there and just blow it off the fucking face of the earth? Because they're not. It can always be rebuilt. I think that I think America is doing better. I think that there is just too much media. It's just saturated with negativity. There are some bad things going on in the world, but America, America is just like any other country. It's got its problems. You give people too much freedom, and then they start complaining when you try and tell them that certain things they do are wrong. I had this great revelation at the skating rink when I was off in my own world, thinking my own thoughts. There was this kid, a six-year-old kid, no, no, he couldn't have even been six. He had to have been like three, maybe four. I'm terrible with age for kids. I'd say he was like three. Maybe two, actually. He was pretty small, now that I think about it. It's just, you know, I've said this before, but my son was like a giant. So it throws my whole, like, perspective of age of children, like, way off. But this kid, I'd say he was two. And he's skating around, and he's looking for... uh I couldn't understand him. He was asking for his friend. He was saying Riley. Took me a while to get that, but he was saying Riley. Where's Where's Riley? Where's Riley? And people skating by, and I start stopping people. Hey, I said, do you know who this kid is? Do you know this kid? Is? And, you know, and then a couple of kids, maybe like 12, 13, stopped. And they said, no, I don't know who he is. And then they took the time to help this kid. They didn't. They didn't help me. They helped the kid. They sincerely, with genuine concern, bent down and talked to this little kid and to locate anyone that he knew and who he was with, with very gentle voices. They were well-mannered, they were respectful, and they walked this kid all the way across the skating rink to his mother, who, you know, <laughs> anyway. And I thought to myself, you know, I always say that human beings are inherently bad. It's not about race. It's not about sex. It's just that people are trash. But I, I don't think I believe that anymore. I think, I know that there's going to be some people that are just unfortunately born bad, but the majority of human beings have the potential to be good. And I think I, this, let me say it like this, because I think this sums it up best. Kids aren't fucked up until someone fucks them up.
That is like the most honest statement I have ever made in my life that I believe to be 100% true. Children are 100% a product of their upbringing. I smoked, I drank, my father, totally responsible for making that happen. He never, ever told me not to. Not until, you know, I got caught doing it. I see these kids at the skating rink, and some of them are so troubled. The parents drop them off. They go boozing, and they come back and pick them up late. You know, and these kids, the, their parents show up late. They're the ones that are always in trouble at the skating rink. But it's because they're acting out. Their home life sucks. And it infuriates me because sometimes I just hate children. But that's because I'm selfish. Because I just expect them to behave. But the fact of the matter is, is that you cannot just expect a child to be good when he comes from a shit home. And it infuriates me, man. I'm so proud of how I raised my son. I did the best I could. And I never lied to him. I always told myself that when I have a child... If they come to me with a question, I am never going to sell. I'm never going to tell them a lie, or I'm never going to tell them that I don't want to tell them. If my son had come to me at any age and he'd asked me about sex or drugs, Daddy, did you do drugs? I'd say, yeah. And I found out the hard way that that's not a good road to go down. Okay. I'm not going to, you know, like my father, who I found out was a major pothead, never knew this until like five years ago. Okay. He told me if he ever caught me doing drugs, he disowned me. And then my mother tells me a few years back, oh, he smoked so much grass that I was going to leave him. And I'm like, are we talking about the same man? <laughs> you know, so I always said I would be honest with my kids. Hey, um, yeah, I've done drugs a lot. Okay. And I had a, I some, sometimes I had some good experiences, but also some very, very bad experiences. And even though I didn't get caught, I could have. There were times when I had enough cocaine on me, like in my pocket, which is, doesn't take very much, but I had enough cocaine in my pocket that if I had got caught with it by the law, I could have easily done 10 years minimum. My whole, like that one little baggie of coke that I had in my pocket could have taken away 10 years of my life in real put-it-in-your-ass prison. But I got lucky. So, son, I'm saying to you, not everybody gets lucky. A lot of people get caught. And drug laws are no fucking joke. You can get caught with weed in this state, in the state of Texas, because it's still very illegal. You can get caught with weed, and you can do a dime in the pen. Easily. I... I I wasn't actually like on the topic here of telling you how to raise your children or anything. I just got, got kind of got off, stuck on a tangent here. I started with the candy cigarettes. I am now an alcoholic. <laughs> My name is Joey, and I am happy to be here. Thank you. And uh, what's the uh, uh, God grant me the serenity? I don't know. I really, really hate AA. I'm sorry, and I don't say that to offend anyone. I just don't like AA. If you've ever been to it, if you haven't, let me tell you, I don't see where it helps to put a bunch of people in a room who all have drinking problems and then have them sit around and talk about their drinking problems. I have never understood how that is successful. I don't need 
to stand up in front of a bunch of fucking drunk people and say, like, because it's the same thing every time. It's like, uh, Mike's new to the group. Welcome, Mike. Hi, Mike. Hi, my name's Mike, and uh, I'm an alcoholic, and I lost my job, and my wife, and my kids, and I woke up one day, and I shit myself, and uh, yeah, now I decided that I'm going to stop drinking, you know, and that's like, okay, and then the next fucking ten people tell the same story. Someone please explain to me how that fixes people. Sponsorship I get, you know, like... You, you call your sponsor. I feel like drinking. I'm going to call my sponsor. I get that. But I don't, I don't want to call some fucking stranger. That's what I have friends for. And if I ever called one of my friends and I was having, you know, I was struggling with alcohol and they didn't support me, then they, they're not my fucking friend. But I would never have friends like that. I guarantee you that of all the people that are close to me in my life, I could call any fucking one of them right now and say, dude... I am really having the urge to drink. And they'd be like, oh man, let's talk about it. You shouldn't, you know, there'd be no like, uh, we'll be fine time, I guess, or whatever. No. But who am I to tell you what real friends are like? You all know. So here it is, cake lovers. I have a renewed sense of faith and love in humanity. And I believe that we can all get along once we start accepting the fact that we are all very different, and that's okay, but we can all get along. So, I implore you, listeners, be nice. Smile at people you don't know. Start conversations with people you don't know. Smile at somebody that you don't know. Wave to people you don't know. Nod your head. Tip your hat. So, yeah, I got a case of candy cigarettes. I don't drink root beer anymore. And that's my take on that. I had absolutely no intention of talking about candy cigarettes and root beer for 45 fucking minutes, but here we are. I, I hope you stayed with me. I hope it's been entertaining. It's been great for me. You know, whether you people listen to these shows or not, I'm going to do them. It's very therapeutic. Everyone should do it. It's like keeping a diary, but, you know, audio. Okay, I, I think I will wrap this up now. Thanks for letting me bend your ear on Fat Guy Loves Cake. I'm Joey Valentine. It's Monday. And everybody have a great day. A great week. And be nice to your neighbors. Be nice to your... Be nice to strangers. Try it. I feel good just even like thinking about being nicer to people. I've always been such a... You know, such a negative, you know, like Dr. Cox from Scrubs, you know, people are just bastards with bastard coatings and no, people are, what did he say? People are bastard filled bastards with bastard coating. But then there's so many people that you meet in this life and you go, wow, what a genuinely awesome human being. I'm finding that there are more and more of those genuinely awesome human beings as I have distanced myself from a life that I no longer lead. And that life is going out, getting drunk, breaking the law, hanging around sketchy crowds. You know, that's you, you put yourself into situations like that. And of course you're going to end up with negativity and bad people and you're going to get stolen from or fucking beat up or jumped or involved in criminal activity. We all make choices. We just 
need to make the right ones. Even if you think you're making the right one at the time, you may find out later that you're really not. I wish I wish I could have a do-over. I really do. That would be so awesome. If I could stand before God and I'd say, look, please let me just do it one more time with everything I know now. I won't use it to hurt anyone. I won't use it to take advantage of anyone. I will just use it to make much, much better decisions. And it sucks because by the time you really realize like, that you got this whole life thing down, you're already almost through with it. Don't seem fair. But it is what it is. Thanks for listening, guys. I'll see you all on Wednesday. Fatguyloveskake at yahoo.com. Send me a message if you so choose to. Let me know what you think. And I'll see you Wednesday bright and oily.